This is episode six of A Tad Bit Crunchy, Feeding a Family and Intuitive Eating with Rachel Coons. Welcome to A Tad Bit Crunchy, a podcast about transforming your life using natural and holistic hacks. I'm Whitney Bean, wellness and life coach and mom of four. I'm curious and learning right alongside you. I believe we can achieve better health and balance and still be on time for soccer practice most of the time. Today on the podcast, I'm chatting with Rachel Coons. Rachel shares her down-to-earth perspective on the importance of feeding a family, how it can be easy and consistent, and also her experience transitioning into intuitive eating and how that's created a healthy and fun relationship with food. Especially with Thanksgiving coming up, we've all got food on the mind, so this is the perfect podcast for the week. Enjoy. Hey, Rachel, how's it going? Good. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I am a mom of four. Funny to say that. I just had a baby um, two weeks ago. So I have three boys and one girl. Uh, My husband and I live in a small suburb outside of Sacramento called Folsom. And um, I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I stay home with my kids. And then I also teach fitness classes at the gym. Although that's kind of been, you know, a little sunken over because of COVID. Um, And uh, my husband is a dentist. So we live here in the area and he works and, you know, I'm just living the life, raising the kids. So it's a good, my, I guess my education, we both went to BYU and I got um, a degree in exercise and wellness. So very cool. And I, uh, you kind of sparked my eye because you have an awesome Instagram following. So tell us about what you do there. What do you share? Well, you, well, you're so nice. Um, I, um, basically just share like cooking and baking tips and recipes, anything that's in the kitchen. That's what I like to share about. Um, but I also try to share about, you know, feeding a family and, how to feed my kids and those kinds of things. So it's kind of all of the above, you know, I'm already doing it anyway. So I figure I might as well share it on social media. (laughs) I love it. So part of the reason I want to chat with you is because I want to be able to spread your passion for food and specifically for feeding your family, because I think this is a gift. I think it's a gift to have that. And not everyone feels the same way. And I think I have that bug also. I love to feed my family and I love to cook and be creative in the kitchen. So how do you bring that energy to the kitchen? Where does that come from? So, um, you know, I grew up in a big family. I grew up with seven kids. Um, So my mom always fed us dinner. We always had dinner together as a family every night. And so it was just something that I was raised, you know, that tradition was instilled in me. Um, Bless my mom's heart, but she was not that great of a cook. (laughs) (laughs) I know, you know, my mom, so don't, let, her, don't let that get back to her. <laughs> Fun fact, Rachel's sister was my college roommate and I kind so of, did you ever have my mom's food? I did. Yeah. I had a lot of her breakfast food. I was going to say seminary, right? Un- it was so tasty, but very undercooked, but so tasty. <laughs> <laughs> that is, 
that I, yes, that is and very a lot of love, just so much love in there too. Yeah. She was so great because she would cook us dinner. I mean, like literally every single night we would have dinner on the table, but you know, my mom's personality was just not to spend a lot of time on anything. She just was yeah. really quick. And so it makes sense that it was undercooked because <laughs> it took too long. I'm sure right. that was part of the reason. Be in there any longer. Right. So, um, so I've always had this passion for cooking and I've always liked baking and cooking. And so I think like raised, being raised, having dinner with my family, I realized that that is so important, but I also like really wanted to have good food. And so I taught myself how to cook food that I actually enjoyed eating because, yeah. you know, I had kind of the antithesis of that growing up. <laughs> um, and so it, it just is like a, a big passion of mine. And, and I, I love cooking for my kids. I just think it's so fun. And, um, it really brings us together at night, which is, I really like that. So mm -hmm. your, your question was the energy, but I think that comes from my passion. Like, you know, you, you put energy into whatever you like. And so that's what I like. I love it. Uh, so do your kids cook with you or do you cook for them? Um, I would love to have my kids cook with me more, um, but they're kind of young. So my oldest is six and he's a boy. And so he, you know, hasn't been really interested. I have a four-year-old girl and she definitely likes to come help me, you know, crack the eggs or mix mm -hmm. the flour and the, you know, the dough or whatever. Um, but it, it's, it's at a young stage. So I'm, I'm <laughs> hoping that as she gets older, she will want to do it more, um, I love having my kids with me in the kitchen when I'm cooking. So I'm hoping that will translate into them doing it more with me. Definitely. I think when they're around it and when they're around different smells and different textures and they get the exposure to it, they're less afraid. You know, they don't like go running when you ask them to do something. Totally. <laughs> get older and they're able to. Yeah. And yeah. And one thing I found with them specifically is when, you know, my six-year-old, when he does help, he always is happier to eat the food. Awesome. So that's kind of like a trick that if I really want them to have the meal that we're going to eat, I try and incorporate them into the cooking in some way so that they're more invested in eating it. Absolutely. Yeah. We found the same thing. The more that they're, they're seeing the ingredients from start to finish, the more likely they are to try it without pushing it away or being afraid. I mean, they complain right. now and then, right. But at least they have that little foundation of like knowing what they're eating. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Cool. And they also have the pride too. Even tonight, my three-year-old helped me make dinner and he was so proud at dinner time. We kept saying, who made this? And he's like, it's me. It was me. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Well, so when you share your stories and your recipes and tips, and of course the passion behind it, um, with, uh, your followers, when you share all these things about food, how has that changed your life? Has there been, I mean, you've um, had more and more people looking at that. So how does that change what you're doing or does it change at all? Is it the same? One thing that I, I, I really love like sharing that creative outlet on there mm -hmm. and it's actually had given me more energy to do it. So one of the reasons I really wanted to do it was because I felt like if I shared what I was doing, I would enjoy it more if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I feel like it has 
when I, when I share something and it is well received, it makes me want to do more of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like that's like a positive reinforcement for anybody. And so as I, you know, get people saying that they really enjoy what I'm posting or they are helped by something that I post, it makes me want to do it more. Um, And then that community, that connection that we have with all the different people that I'm able to connect with, it just kind of fuels the fire, Mm -hmm. so to speak. That leads me to my next question though, which is what has your response been from your viewers? Well, um, from what I hear, <laughs> it's been really positive. And um, I, I really like, one of my main goals for starting the page was because I just wanted people to feel like if I can do it, so can they. It's mm-hmm. a, I, you know, uh, we have all these like famous chefs that people follow and it's super, it can be super intimidating to yeah. watch those types of people cook. And to think like, there's no way I could ever do that. I'm never going to give like my family a three course meal or whatever. Um, So I just want it to be super easy. I want to make it super easy and super doable. And so um, that was one of my goals that like, Hey, I'm just a normal mom with kids running around. I'm busy. I have a lot of stuff going on, but like I can put dinner on the table in 30 minutes and so can anybody else. Mm -hmm. So um, I think like that's my goal. And when I hear that that is helpful for other people, I really like that. And I, I just want to be like relatable. I don't want people to be intimidated or by me or my lifestyle or anything like that. And I think that that helps a lot. Yeah. I love that. So. Okay. So then tell me some more about what it's like. You talked about it brings your family together and that is huge in our household as well. I love being in the kitchen. I love people being together while we eat. So tell me more about what that looks like for you guys. Well, our, our life is pretty chaotic. You know, we have, I have four young kids under the age of six. And so, um, we are pretty much together all the time right now, especially I'm homeschooling my son. And so Um, we get to spend a lot of time together, but there's something about having like an organized event every night. And when my husband gets home from work, we all sit down and to be honest, dinner probably lasts like five to 10 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so it's not anything glamorous, but it is a really good way to just like finish the day and start the evening together. Um, and I, I, like, I think you could read any research or anything that says how important family meals are. And so, yeah going into that, I think as my kids get older, it's going to be important to keep this tradition because we're not going to be together all day, every day. Yeah. You know, when events start, you know, kids get older, you have sports and all this and all that. So I want to start the tradition now while they're young, they expect that. And so when they're older that we can continue to do that. Yeah. We always grew up eating around the table. We always ate dinner together. And then right. now that my kids are um, in school. They've had a couple assignments where they're asked, like, what kind of traditions do you have in your family? And mm-hmm. I never realized that that was a tradition to sit mm-hmm. around the table and have dinner every night. And it makes me so proud that that's something that we do too. Like my kids can tell their class like, oh, I get to sit down and have dinner with my family every night. And that's unusual nowadays. And so I think it's important too that we give ourselves a positive expectation because it can be so positive, you know, even though like trying to get everybody to the table at the same time and making sure everybody has something to eat that they enjoy or kind of enjoy, um, (laughs) but 
you know, it can be a little bit chaotic at some points, but at the same time, it's also so inviting and warm and comforting. I think for kids too, to have that, to expect every single day. And then we have that expectation for ourselves to kind of get that time together. Like you're saying right now, we're the same way we have young kids. And so we're together a lot of the time anyways, but it's nice to have that, you know, sitting around the table time every day. Yep. Yep. It's great. So how do you start from scratch? Like knowing that there's people listening that are like, oh, it sounds intimidating to start cooking new recipes, or it sounds intimidating to try and um, get the family at the table at the same time. How do you start from scratch with this? I am a a very simple person. (laughs) Um, And I think if you look on my social media page, you would see that as well. But I just think um, having really high expectations is like you should really just go in with low expectations for yourself or for your family. Um, Because just a little, a little bit, starting a little bit can make a huge difference. Um, And it's only intimidating if you take on a ton at one time. Uh So just keeping it really simple. I think for as far as cooking goes, any, I mean, you could find any recipe and simplify it and make it work for you. It doesn't have to be extravagant. Um, and then with, you know, your family dinner, let's say no one, you're not eating dinner as a family. Well then start with one day a week, like Mm -hmm. make it really simple, simplify it and start there. And then hopefully you can add on more later, but just having, you know, really easy expectations for yourself. Don't, overcomplicate it because mm-hmm. I think I think would be really helpful yeah and I think I like the idea too of involving your kids even if you're brand new because right. they will benefit from seeing you like struggle with a recipe or work with a new ingredient I, like you can all benefit together through a new experience and it it'll totally fun right it's just something new for everyone and it's not like you have to perform by preparing something and then present it right it's something that everybody yeah. can jump into especially if you have kids who are able to start cracking an egg or stirring or stuff like that where they can help too right or- and and failure is really important right like i i don't think anybody just jumps into cooking or doing any of that without really messing up a lot. Yeah. So you're not going to be perfect and just have the expectation that like, Hey, when I mess up a recipe, it's no big deal. Like we can always make quesadillas or yeah. something, you know, that, it's easy. Yeah. And then you learn so much from failure. You learn more from failure than you would from success, I think. And so, you know, make it better the next time, try and figure something that you can learn from it and move on. Yeah. Another thing that I love about you is your um, passion for intuitive eating. Um, but yet still, of course, like having that healthy, healthy mind, healthy body, um, in mind as well. So tell me about your passion for intuitive eating. Where does that come from? Oh, I could talk about intuitive eating for hours and hours and hours because I love it. So let's do it. Um, (laughs) it's a whole different podcast. (laughs) Um, so I, so I have a background in exercise and wellness, which basically is a wellness degree. Um. And so, you know, you learn all about food and all of those kinds of things. And I grew up like my mom was a fitness instructor as well. So she was in the health and wellness industry. Um, And so luckily I was raised with really healthy, a healthy relationship with food. But I think, you know, as any girl kind of gets muddied when you're in high school and then in college with body image issues and all those kinds of things. Um, 
And so I had my fair share of just like, just a really unhealthy relationship with food. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember expressing to my friend and I, I don't know if I ever had like a, a diagnosable eating disorder, but I definitely think that I had disordered eating, mm-hmm. uh, you know, throughout my whole life. And I just remember expressing to my friend that I felt like food ruled my life. Like it ruled my emotional space. And she recommended I read the book intuitive eating. And I kind of like took that and it wasn't until like two or three years later that I actually ended up ordering the book and reading it. Mm -hmm. Um, And for anybody who doesn't know, it's the book called Intuitive Eating. It's the two authors or the women that started the movement. And um, honestly, I, that was like the number one book that changed my life. It was like, I felt like when I read that book, I was reading my exact emotional state and it was speaking so much to me. Um, and it was right before I got pregnant with my son and I had struggled with, you know, fluctuating weight. I had done some like crazy fad diets and, you know, things like that. I was actually a personal trainer at the time. Um, but, uh, I really took the principles that intuitive eating had and, and incorporated them into my life at that point. Mm -hmm. And I was able to have a really healthy transition from this disordered eating state to like really healthy relationship with food. And it took me years to kind of like work through all of that baggage that I had. But I just feel like now I am so I have a really healthy relationship with food. And I think it's really hard for people to get there. But intuitive eating totally led me to that point. Mm. So it's why I'm so passionate about it. <laughs> I love that. I, um, I was when I, I got really sick in my late 20s. And then I had to be very, very precise about food for a long time. Like I had very careful, I would prepare a meal and I could eat like two bites of it and then I would feel sick. And so I had this really messed up relationship with food for a long time as well, because it it felt like it was harming my body. Like I knew I needed food. I needed the nutrition. I needed the energy. But then when I ate, it was it felt like it was hurting me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I had a really weird relationship with food as well even though I knew that I, again, needed it and I needed something balanced. And so as my body got healthier, I was able to get more of a handle on intuitive eating. And rather Mm -hmm. than being too concerned about how much or what exactly I was eating, I was able to like really hone into how I felt (laughs) with the food. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Build a healthier relationship. So I kind of had a, a similar but very different um, experience as well, where I knew that it was unhealthy. And even now, um, I have to be careful when I get too specific about food because I don't want to go back down that road. I want to yeah. make sure that I'm not thinking too much about food. It's so important. And so much of our lives revolve around the kitchen and cooking and ingredients. But I want all that to be out of joy and out of health not out of being nervous about food or scared about what's going in my mouth. Right. And I think that's something that is people think like, Oh, you come to this point and it's just like the end point. But in reality, it's constantly, you're constantly having to check back in and say, Hey, how am I feeling about this? Or like, am I still listening to my body and those kind of things? It's, it's like a lifelong journey. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. As your body's changing too, you know, like as we're having kids or as we're nursing or as things are changing too, I mean, we're working with a moving target and we're the only way we can do that is if we like hone in into the intuition because it's going to continue to change. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being um, open and honest about that. That's really awesome. 
And I think that that idea too is so helpful for a lot of people knowing that we're coming out of like, I feel like the nineties, I don't know, like the nineties and early two thousands, there were just so much talk about different types of diets and mm-hmm. specific ways to eat. And so I love that intuitive eating is becoming more, um, relevant and it's becoming something that people can feel comfortable doing, like getting back to that relationship of like themselves with food, as opposed to following what they're told to eat. Exactly. Yeah. Same. So something that I like to do at the end of my interviews is to ask, um, I'm always curious about what type of tool that you are utilizing in your own life. So it doesn't have to do with anything we've already talked about. It could be something different. Is there something that you're utilizing in your life that you just absolutely love? Oh, you know, it's on my mind this week because I've been sharing about it, but my tool is my instant pot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love, I love my instant pot. It is, it is my lifesaver. And I, you know, I just had a baby. And so we're kind of like trying to keep it as simple as possible with my meals. And the instant pot has changed my life and it's made my cooking so much easier. Awesome. <laughs> so that is the tool that I love. It's corny, but well, yeah. I need to check out your recipes then. Cause I have one and I could, I use it for like a couple different things. <laughs> right. I that, not gotten that skill yet, but I know that it can do a lot of good things, right? <laughs> it, does. it does. It's amazing. And you know, I just found out a couple of weeks ago that you can buy an attachment and make it into an air fryer. No way. Really? Yes. Yeah. You can buy a new lid and the lid is like 50 bucks and it turns it into an air fryer. So you don't have to buy an air fryer. You can Thank you for use that. instant pot. Because so, my husband's been asking about an air fryer. He's like, should we look into this? Don't buy one. Don't buy one because you can just buy the lid. Hey, I'll get him the lid for Christmas. There you go. It's I on got, Amazon. I got him a bread maker for Christmas last year. And oh, so much bread this year. It's been awesome. That's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. And he's like, let's try your <laughs> recipe. And I'm, my stomach's like, thank you. <laughs> that is awesome. That's a good, that's a good thing to get your husband because then they, they can help in the kitchen yeah. too. And he's like, he is a big critic of himself. Like he's so nice about complimenting my food. Like he loves food, but when he makes his breads, he's such a critic. Like he's like, I don't know. I think the <laughs> is a little too dark <laughs> you're like okay make it better <laughs> I know we're all like it's delicious like, oh all right well where can listeners find you well so I'm mainly on Instagram um my user handle it's at um you as in like the letter you can serve it to perfect and we'll Instagram. put it in the show notes too thank you so much Rachel we su- super appreciate it well thanks so much for having me Whitney All right. Take care and good luck with that new baby. Thank you. There you have it. Thanks to Rachel for spending a few minutes with me and for letting me sneak a peek at your cute baby after the interview. I loved Rachel's perspective on creating something fun to share in the kitchen because it's where we spend so much of our time anyways. I'm also grateful for her openness to share about intuitive eating and how it has emotionally helped over time. Food is such a key element in our lives, and it really can bring so much healing and so much joy. Thanks for listening, and happy Thanksgiving this week. I'm grateful for all of you. I'm so glad that you found a tad bit crunchy. You can show your love by leaving a review and sharing the show. 
Reviews help the podcast to be seen by more curious and intentional women just like you. And of course, sharing the podcast is how we can help more and more folks create a natural and holistic foundation for their health. If you share on social media, be sure to tag me at Whitney Bean Coaching so I can show some love. Thanks, guys. Thank you.